Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That's right, we're back. It's been a crazy week. We've been at Salt Lake Comic Con. There's been lots of amazing stuff that's been going on. So please, please check our Facebook page and our Twitter page, as well as like us and follow us on both of those, so that you can see all the amazing content that's come out from Comic Con. Cosplay photos, videos, and all sorts of crazy stuff. So remember, like us and follow us on both Facebook and Twitter. And with that said, we're going to jump into a couple of really fun interviews that we collected here at Comic-Con. Hey, everyone. Uh, once again, we're here from Salt Lake City Comic-Con, and we're in the Woodfire Press booth talking to Neil Edmund, the author of A Tale of Red Riding, uh, Rise of the Alpha Huntress, which is a really cool spin on the Red Riding Hood story. So uh, I'm going to let you uh, give us a little background on the story. Um, yeah, like you said, it's an action-adventure version of Red Riding Hood. There's werewolves, witches, motorcycles, magic. Um, it's, uh, it's a really unique spin on the story. It's very much for the crowd of almost like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff. A lot of people liken it to that, um, you know, with the sort of snarky teenagers, you know, um, always bantering back and forth and uh, going on crazy adventures together trying to save their world called Wayward. And uh, it's just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really well received. The reviews on Amazon have been incredibly generous. So, and the second one's coming out in a couple of months, and that's called uh, Fate of the Big Bad Wolf, um, which is the second title. And then uh, the third one will be out sometime next year. So, just really excited. Warfire Press picked it up, and they've just been fantastic to work with. So, that's where I'm at with that. So Cool. So, what gave you the idea of going with the Red Riding Hood story? Because, I mean, that's not something that people have used a lot lately. Uh, well, lately, I, there's been a lot of fairy tale written renditions, but... um. I just I was an English major, and a lot of my uh, my focus in, in my grad school is English. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little tired in the morning oh, you're fine. here. Okay, um, I was you know I, I really focused a lot of my studies on mythology and uh, like fairy tales and folklores and stuff, and it just it's something that kind of spoke to me. You know, it was a story that came to me in, in a way that was like, oh, there's something different here. It hasn't been really done, and I know a lot of people are doing some fairy tale stuff. But I think the way I do it is is very unique. You know, the world, the way it's set up, um, and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of deeper character stuff in there where it's saying you know, it's it's about growing up and you know, and struggling through things and, and becoming better and stronger and, and understanding your fate and your destiny and stuff. So um, I don't know. People have really liked it, so I will continue to write it as long as people like them. So yeah. So since we have motorcycles, we have wolf, werewolves and that. Is there any other, uh, well, 
we'll say supernatural characters that may show up later in the series. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other fairy tale characters that are already sort of in there. Like there's a Snow White character. She's called Snow, you know, and she's very different than the Snow White we know. And there's a Sleeping Beauty character, and she's very different. So and uh, like Snow White, you know, she lives with these, you know, her seven brothers basically, you know, and she, because she's grown up with seven brothers, she's you know, got a really tough attitude, you know, because okay. she has to, you know survive in a house with seven guys you know and that kind of stuff like that and red rose is definitely coming into the second i'm calling her actually ebony rose and you know um so yeah we're throwing in a bunch of those characters and some other stuff from the mythology there's a lot of lunar mythology in there um because it has a lot to do with you know werewolves and and such so I, i really tied in a lot of like real lunar mythology into you know the cycles of the moon and and a lot of the lunar like gods and stuff are tied into the story so um just because that's you know that's the stuff i love so I just integrated as much of it as I could. So. Cool. So the book's out now. Yes. The second book is coming out when? Uh, I believe December or January, depending on how fast we can get through the production process. So, but it's this one's been selling so great that we're we're kind of like jam, jamming to get it out. Yeah. Right. Just through the not through the writing process, but through the production process. So, which makes me happy. Yeah. So. So now it can be fine at Wordfire Press. Um, uh, can it be found on Amazon and other bookstores? Uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's available in some bookstores. I don't know the whole extent of distribution. Okay. So um, they just got it set up through some new distribution channels. So I guess we'll be seeing it a lot more just because the sales numbers have been great, which makes me, of course, happy. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's definitely available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, all the websites. So if you just do a web search for a Televerate writing, Rise of the Alpha Huntress, you'll find it. Or even my name, Neo Edmund, you'll definitely find it. Okay, cool. So for those of you that like stuff like this, or even maybe like Once Upon a Time, this is definitely down your alley. Or even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like Neo said. Uh, this is the book for you. So check it out. A Tale of Red Riding, Rise of the Alpha Hunters, Huntress excuse me, by Neo Edmund. So uh, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time, guys. Hey everyone, we're here at Salt Lake Comic Con with L.J. Hatchmeister talking about her new book, well, her books, excuse me, not new, uh, she has a collection of books, um, and we'll, we'll let you talk about them because there's several of them in the series. Yes, there are. There are um, seven books in my series called Triorian, okay. and it is Stranger Things meets Ender's Game. So you have three kids who unknowingly possess the power of an ancient evil and they're coerced into military service. Hmm, I can see so many problems happening here. How old are these are these kids? Initially, uh, book one, they're five years old, and they're seven at the end of the series, but you would never know it because one of their abilities is um, they can absorb a knowledge. So if I was talking to you, say, and you happen to be an expert on computer hacking, just by talking to you, I would absorb that skill. So these kids, they might be five in the beginning, but they've accumulated um, hundreds of years' worth of knowledge. That is scary. I have a child, and if my child had that much knowledge, I would be frightened beyond belief. That is, that is horribly scary that a five-year-old has that much knowledge. And, well, and it doesn't get better because they each have um, the, the triplets are telepathically connected, and uh, they all have sort of um, an additional talent in addition. Uh, besides being able to absorb knowledge or uh, communicate with each other. Jetta, the main character uh, and the, the lead of the series, she um, can make her nightmares real. She knows what you fear the most, and she can make that seem, uh, they can make it manifest in front of you. So don't make her mad. You're not making this any better. It's getting scarier by the minute. Not only are they super 
knowledgeable, now, now they can project things in front of me. Yep. Like my worst fear ever. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's that's. Those are little kids that I don't want to mess with. So they start at a five. They go to seven. There's a complete and total series that you have beyond here. But you also mentioned you have another series coming out. I do. Uh, the new series that's coming out next year is called Shadowless. Um, I'm teaming up with artist MJ Erickson. I'm very excited about this project. Um, it is basically Legend of Korra in space. And my favorite... Uh, I, I geek out on this stuff. It's going to um, tie in with my Triarian series. Okay. So the main character of my new series is going to interact with the main char character of the other series. Um, but I'm very excited to... Uh, for Shadowless, uh, again, because it's Legend of Korra in space, and we're really focusing on, uh, it's a 14-year-old girl that has to run away from home because she believes that she has no abilities, no powers in a world where everybody has powers. And then her um, her kingdom is attacked, and she has to decide, do I go back and try to save my dad with no powers, or um, do I play it safe? Interesting. But, you know, of course there's going to be a twist. Maybe she has powers that haven't been discovered yet. Yeah, I mean, the thing I like, though, is the fact that she, currently she doesn't believe she has powers, and she has to make that decision, do I go, possibly die, because I'm powerless. Right. And she um, she knew that, you know, at, at the age of 14, um, all the kids, they, they go through what's called a determining, and uh, it basically, you know, they, they differentiate what power they have, um, and she already knows that she's going to fail the determining, that's why she runs away. Um, and if she fails to determine, she would be basically executed or put away. So if she returns, she also faces the fact that even if she successfully saves her dad, she might be executed. So it's, it's, it's a tough decision for my, my poor little son. But again, she, she might be a, there might be more to the story. She might have a new power that has never been seen before. Nice. So how is this going to kind of interact with your other series then? Because is it different worlds or because you did mention space? This is going to be tough not to spoil this for my, my uh, fans who are already up before, but uh, I, without revealing too much, book six in the Triarian series, um, the main character, Jetta, is going to need the main character in Shadowless, uh, her name is Sen, it's going to need her, her help, because uh, Sen's uh, talents, which uh, emerge um, throughout her series, Jetta will need those to save uh, her sister. So, in other words, you need to buy books one through six, folks. At yeah, yeah, at least. So you know what's going on and the new series. I mean, that's really cool that you've been able to interact those. I mean, sometimes that can be pulled off poorly, but a lot of times I've seen authors where they can pull it together, and it's just, it makes both series amazing, and then you have to go get them. So that's a great tie-in. Yeah, it's, it's a, a wonderful, rich universe. I've been working on it for about 20 years, um, and I've got great fan support, great beta readers that, you know, especially when you have something this big, it's hard to keep track of all the characters and the storylines and the subplots, but I've got an amazing support group, and um, I've invested a lot in this series. This series, um, the Triarian series and now the Shadowless series, are very important to me because um, it helped me get through a lot of uh, trouble in my life, and I think most people can identify with the struggle to accept the parts of yourself that you don't like, and figure out what you're going to do with the power that you have. And that's really the main theme for uh, a lot of my work, and especially these two series. Cool. All right, and you can find these in Amazon, Wordfire Press. Yes, everywhere. Uh, normal Amazon, Smashwords. I'm at every major con these days, Wordfire, all of it. All right, folks, so if this is down your alley, run out. If you're at a con, find the Wordfire Press booth. 
you can't miss it. It's a giant tower of banners. And then pick up a copy. Heck, pick up all six. Uh, all six out yet? I just have four right now. Four. So pick up all four. Then you get you can enjoy that, and then as the other ones come out, snag them. Or grab them on Amazon. So with that said, we're out of here. Thanks for your time. You. And we'll catch you next time, guys. Hey guys, we're here at Dunge- with Dungeon Crawlers Radio at Salt Lake Comic Con. We're talking with author Chris Husberg, talking about his new book, Duskfall. So, uh, Wavi, kind of tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Duskfall is the first book in the Chaos Queen Quintet, so it's the first of five. Um, and basically, one of the main characters is Jason Bourne in a fantasy world. So a guy wakes up with uh, amnesia. He has no memory of who he is, where, why, how he got to where he is, but he has abilities and powers and has to figure out how to use them while people are after him. Um, there's also a, uh, a priestess that's part of a religion who goes to investigate um, rumors of an uprising and a resistance against the religion to find out that her sister is the one leading uh, the rebellion. So uh, there's a number of characters. It's an epic fantasy, dark epic fantasy. Um, and, yeah, lots of demons, vampires, lots nice. of stuff. So what made you decide to kind of take demons, vampires, and Jason Bourne and throw it all together? Yeah. Uh, it all just seemed to work, you know. Um, I, I kind of started with a Jason Bourne idea. Like, that was, I really wanted to, I've, I've always been a fan of uh, uh, the Jason Bourne story, both the books and the films, and I wanted to try it out in the Phineas world and see how it went. And, uh, and uh, all these other things started to happen, you know. Uh, religion started to play a big role in the books and uh, other things, like I mentioned, demons and vampires. Uh, in fact, I didn't intend to have a vampire scene at all originally and uh, have partway through them. Uh, so the Jason Bourne character's name is not. Uh, he meets... A young girl who turns out to be a vampire. She's uh, eight years old in her body form, but she's actually a hundred years old vampire, um, and she almost took over the story. So, yeah. so if, if I remember right, because uh, we were on a panel at LTUE, you're a panzer writer, so you kind yes. of discover it as you go. So you started with the Jason Bourne idea, and then everything just kind of flourished from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I. I start with an, some ideas of the ending that I want to have in mind, um, but I, I also really like to let it develop organically as I go, and that's how you know I started with the Jason Bourne story, but it developed into all these other things. Um, and in fact, the ending I had uh, for the novel uh, turned out to be the, well. The ending that it has now is completely different from the ending I had in the first draft, um, because as I went and as I revised, uh, better ideas came, and I I, I was happy to let them <laughs> to let him take over. Yeah. So, this is the first of five. Um, when is the, the second one coming out? second book comes out in June of 2017. So, uh, a few months, well, well, eight months from now, I think. Um, it's called Dark Immolation, and it just continues the stories of the main characters in the books. Okay. So, for those of the listeners out there, they can go pick this up uh, on Amazon, I'm assuming. Yeah. Where else? Uh, Amazon. Uh, audiobook is on Audible, uh, Barnes & Noble. Um, pretty much any major bookseller will have the book, so... Nice. So it is on an Audible. That, oh, yeah, that's huge, is. right yes. there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, actually, the funny thing, I've only heard the sample of the audio on audiobook because I haven't gotten my copy of the audiobook yet. But what I've heard is is really awesome, and everybody, I know a number of people have talked to me about the audiobook, and they say they love. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the narrator, but uh, they all say everyone who's talked to me has said he's done an amazing job. Uh, yeah. Cool. So I mean, that's going to be exciting having that book out there. And then having the Audible book and everyone's excited about it. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a really surreal experience. Um, I feel like I've been uh, so I've been really I'm kind of in crunch time for book two right now. I'm finishing up some revisions and trying to get it done to send send it out to my editor and agent. Um, and I feel like I've uh, almost missed some of the uh, some of the excitement and just the cool 
feeling of like, oh, I have a book out, and uh, and it's an auto, you know, it's on audiobook, and because uh, uh, I've been so focused on book two, but it's been nice. It's cool to come to cons like this and kind of take a step back and just be like, oh, it's really amazing. Like, what an awesome opportunity, and uh, it's cool to have a book out there. Like, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. So for everyone out there, go check this out. It's great. If you love Jason Bourne, if you love dark epic fantasy, this is for you. So uh, look it up. So it's Duskfall by Chris Husberg. Okay, you get it right. So, all right, catch you next time, guys. Hey, I hope you enjoyed these interviews. With that said, we're out of here. Check for our new shows, as always, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And remember to like us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter because that way we can bring amazing, awesome content to you. Until then, we'll catch you next time.